When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily with our instant reaction to the Browns 29-17 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns move to 2-1. and one. The Steelers fall to 1-2. and two. And of course, if you bet the over, Sam, you kind of liked that little uh, touchdown on the last play for the Browns to get the over to hit for the Browns-Steelers game. It was a pretty good game, and uh, Browns pulled away in the end. What are your uh, instant yeah, thoughts they- here? They did. They pulled away. They got the touchdown in the last play to make it look a little bit prettier. But in reality, they escaped, you know, a narrow uh, finish to this one. It was getting nervy. And I I imagine if you were a Browns fan, having just experienced the collapse from a week ago, you would have been a little bit on the edge of your seat. Um, But the first takeaway I have is this was an incredible game from Jacoby Brissett. He played really well. And he played pretty well last week as well. Like the, the week one was the sort of game where you're like, yeah, this is going to be a pro- this is going to be a grind for the, for 11 weeks of Jacoby Brissett. This is probably going to end the Brown season in terms of, you know, practicalities of competing for a playoff spot and all these kinds of things. But week 2 he was pretty good, he, despite the fact that the Browns found a way to lose that game, you know, late on to the Jets. And then this week he was fantastic against admittedly a Steelers defense that doesn't have TJ Watt, which is a a transformative thing for them. But, you know, if they get, an, uh, what, eight more weeks of week two, week three, Jacoby Brissett, the Browns might still be in this by the time they get a, they get uh, their starting quarterback back. Yeah, Brissett looked really good tonight. You know, you mentioned last week's game. He really didn't miss many throws, if any, until the game-ending interception. And that was even mm-hmm. after, look, the Browns had the game done right in the, yeah. the the defense and special teams if they just make a stop or you know recover the onside kick we're talking about Jacoby Brissett playing a near flawless game on Sunday afternoon uh last week against the Jets and he comes back here on Thursday night I didn't know if the Browns were going to be able to bounce back from that heartbreak but they did I thought Brissett um even just like the fire that he's bringing on like just a couple QB sneaks you know he's converting the QB sneaks but he's zipping the ball around he had arm strength looked excellent for Brissett um, accurate once again good decision making and taking care of the ball so um i know i know the people sam like to overreact i already see people reacting to the other reactions you know oh is jacoby Brissett better than deshaun watson the backup's better than the starter this does happen in uh in nfl history this is a thing um i'm gonna say no jacoby Brissett's not better than deshaun watson but like we said at the beginning of the year jacoby Brissett for you know if it was six games if it was eight games or 10 games, 11, you know, he can kind of hold the fort long enough. I just don't think you trust him for the whole 17 game schedule. No, I think that's true. Like whenever Deshaun Watson is coming back and we know it, you know, the 11 weeks into the season, he'll be the starting quarterback where it becomes kind of interesting though, is if Jacoby Brissett is playing well at that point, Deshaun Watson hasn't played football 
in a long time now, like meaningfully. You know, he played in the preseason, looked terrible. Um, before that, sat out a whole year. Like, if there's some serious rust to be knocked off when Deshaun Watson comes back, it kind of it all depends on what the Browns' record is, what the playoff picture looks like. But they may be in a situation where they don't have games to burn, and putting Deshaun Watson back in the lineup for a game might actually be a you know a, a, a worse thing to do. But you have to get through that game or two of him knocking the rust off to get what is presumably going to be the superior quarterback going forward. So, you know, the Browns may end up having a very difficult sort of situation to juggle between those two quarterbacks late in the year. Oh, of course, the alternative is, like at that point, Jacoby Brissett has gone down the slope and is playing like crap, and anything other than Jacoby Brissett will be uh, welcomed by the Browns. We saw the impact of Amari Cooper as well in this game. Amari yeah. Cooper and David Njoku accounted for 190 of the Browns' 220 receiving yards. And Njoku, each, each guy caught a touchdown, but Njoku was fantastic. And, and Cooper, even though a couple passes he should have caught, he's mm-hmm. open, man. That's the thing, right? I can yeah. deal with drops if you're open more often than not. And that's that's what Amari Cooper brings to the table. Certainly something, you know, the Dallas Cowboys could use at this point, the way their receiving core is. But I think you saw the impact of what a guy like Amari Cooper brings to the table tonight. Yeah, you saw what he can what he can be, which is still a number one wide receiver. Okay, at least one bad drop in there, but he can win with separation. He can run routes. He can he understands the leverage of defenders. You know, he can work the middle of the field and take advantage of play action, but he'll work into a defender's blind spot and be able to break, you know, back open and be wide the hell open by the time the ball arrives. He is a guy that makes offenses and makes quarterbacks better. And even if you end up getting frustrated at the drop or, you know, uh, the fact that he maybe doesn't do it all the time. Like the, the data with Amari Cooper on the field, Amari Cooper not on the field for every team he's played for so far is just stark. And this was a game where you saw the impact that he has. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings for up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sam, on the other side, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin, as of right after the game, immediately addressed the question, is it time for Kenny Pickett? An emphatic no from Mike Tomlin. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, probably the best game for him this season. I thought he was pretty good. He did a nice job outside the pocket, moved the chains, took advantage of one-on-ones on the outside. Even with all that said, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is doing anything to go above and beyond with this offense. I also don't think the offense, Matt Canada's offense, is not going above and beyond to put the Steelers in position to succeed. I think off-air I said to you, it's just low-value throws, I feel like. They're, they're not creating high-value throws, and they're just not putting – they haven't put up over 20 points in a game yet this season. Yeah, I, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is the problem right now. The problem, like I'm not saying Trubisky's a great quarterback or anything, but I don't think he's the thing 
that's holding this offense back. I think generally the scheme, the plays that they're running are not doing an awful lot for the the talent. And, you know, whatever you think of Trubisky, that's a good group of receivers. Um, and they showed that today. And Trubisky had a few deep shots last week. Uh, Deontay Johnson made a bunch of impressive plays. This week, George Pickens makes one of the catches of the year. Ridiculous one-handed adjustment, you know, over his head down the sideline. This is a really talented group of playmakers, um, and Trubisky's playing well enough, and it's just the offense is adding no value to the the equation. Um, And so I'm kind of torn on the Kenny Pickett thing in that I don't think there would be a big drop-off between Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, but equally, until the offense actually starts adding some value in terms of plays, in terms of scheme, in terms of all those kinds of things... I mean, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to come in and revolutionize what's happening. Yeah, we, I, I think last year we were thinking a lot of the offensive woes were Big Ben. You know, we've got to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And look, the offensive line, if, if they did a nice job on Miles Garrett because they put so much attention on him for the most part, the offensive line has to do all this work to to keep the real best pass rushers, you know, off of their quarterbacks. They do have to have have help and get rid of the ball quickly and all that stuff. I thought a lot of that was Big Ben last year through a few weeks. We do see this combination of it's either this really quick hitting passing game or it's this ISO route on the outside. Uh, that's their vertical yeah. passing attack. It worked well today today because their good receivers got open. They should feature that more. But I know Steelers and, fans want that middle of the field attack, those high value throws that, again, aren't in this offense. And it seems to function independent of down and distance. You know what I mean? Like they don't, the the routes don't seem to be connected to where the line of scrimmage and where the first down marker is. Like they're facing short distance to go situations and there's no route like at the sticks. The routes are 10 yards downfield. And like, I don't understand that. Like other offenses, you call a play that is connected with how many yards you have to go to pick up a first down. And the Steelers don't appear to be doing that. And again, haven't for a couple of years now. Again, last year, it was like, why is Ben Roethlisberger checking down to a running back in the flat on fourth and 10? It's And it's like, well, it must be Roethlisberger. The man just doesn't want to play the way he used to play. But it, it seems like it's this offense for some reason, regardless of who the quarterback is. And that it's not a Mitchell Trubisky problem. And Kenny Pickett is unlikely to fix it. Like, this is a systemic issue within this offense that needs to change somehow. I know your your thoughts on rookie quarterbacks, you know, the the starter might have to play his way out of the starting lineup. I don't think Trubisky's done that yet. My thoughts, no. whenever Kenny Pickett's ready, he's ready. Apparently, he's not ready yet. So even coming off this mini-buy, New York Jets next up should be Mitchell Trubisky under center for the Steelers. It's the PFF, NFL Daily. NFL Daily.